other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Great to be back in the saddle. My thanks to Curtis Lewa for sitting in yesterday and doing a great job. Although, once again, he was nowhere to be found on any of these local commentaries. It makes one wonder, has Curtis gone Hollywood? Has he become a big shot where he has forgotten about the city that uh, made him? I suspect not, but uh, chances are he probably rolled in right before the show and didn't have time to do these. But uh, I am glad to be back. And I was really thrilled to be able to sit in on the uh, Sid and Friends in the morning show on Monday. I would have given you a heads up on that, but I uh, didn't know that was going to happen. They didn't tell me about it until Christmas Eve. But I am going to be back tomorrow, uh, or actually today, Tuesday, and tomorrow, Wednesday, just for the 6 o'clock hour. So I'm encouraging everybody to tune in uh, online because they pay very close attention to those streaming numbers. And if uh, they get a big number on the stream, then it reflects well upon those of us that are substituting. So if it looks like there's a big audience drop when I fill in, that doesn't look so good for me. But if it looks like there's a big audience uptick when I fill in, uh, that does look pretty good. A lot to get to over the course of the next four hours. If you didn't catch uh, all of this morning's show, I had the opportunity to chat with my friend Lenore Skenazy, who is not really one for the overnight hours. So I'm actually going to replay our discussion coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. But if you want to hear the entire show, you could just go to WABC radio.com a lot to get to in every respect including the latest on the talented mr santos he did an exclusive interview with uh, wabc just last night with john katsimatidis and was very revealing in some of the things that he chose to share we'll get into it in just a moment to be continued the other side of midnight Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. It's no secret that Albany is run by three persons in a room. The governor, the state assembly speaker, and the state senate majority leader. One of the things that has been very frustrating to a lot of New Yorkers is to hear Eric Adams on the crime issue not really cast the blame where it belongs, at Albany, and instead go around and campaign enthusiastically for one-third of those three persons in the room, Kathy Hochul. Well, now Mayor Eric Adams is publicly castigating the two legislative leaders. In a sit-down with Politico a few days ago, he again praised Governor Kathy Hochul, saying she has been an unbelievable partner, but without naming them, he directed his anger at Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty and Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, both fellow Democrats who have rebuffed some of his top requests during bare-knuckle state budget negotiations this year. Quote, you would think that this crisis is not happening or they don't know the severity of this crisis. And he went on to say the New York City delegation at a minimum should be leading cause this is going to have a direct impact on services for their constituency. So I'm blown away that I have not heard anything about that. He was talking not just about crime, but the 
migrant influx of folks coming into New York that New York is going to have to pay for. Carl Hasty, not surprisingly, was not happy with being publicly called out by the mayor of New York City and said if the mayor wants to reach him, he knows how to text him. He's got his number. I'm wondering about the wisdom of this strategy here. Normally, if you want to get something done, you yell at your legislative partners in private and then praise them in public. You don't usually antagonize them publicly and then not even attempt to reach out to them privately. Now, if this works, God bless him. Adams will have no greater cheerleader than me. But I have my doubts in terms of the effectiveness of this particular strategy. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I confess, I thought we were done talking about Father Louis Giganti when he passed away. Boy, oh boy, was I wrong. So you might remember the story of Father Louis Giganti. He was a Catholic priest, a towering figure in the Bronx, a city councilman back in the days when Catholic priests could still hold elective office. And he was the brother of Vincent Chin Giganti, as well as some other gangsters. Boy, oh boy, was there a fascinating article in the New York Times yesterday. It turns out that even the legend of Father Giganti could not live up to the true story. After he died in October, his will revealed two incredibly startling facts. One, he was a multimillionaire. He had acquired almost $7 million worth of wealth as a Catholic priest. God bless him. And he left nearly all of his fortune to a single beneficiary. Guess who? His 32-year-old son, Gino Giganti, who runs a video game cafe in Manhattan. Now, this is just wild. I mean, you don't get the sense that Father Louis Giganti was one for strict adherence to rules of any sort, but this essentially is proof of a pretty brash public defiance of one of the main tenets of the Catholic Church, which is that priests must remain celibate. Now, there were rumors about Father Giganti's wealth for a long time. He was paid a salary of $100,000 a year by a charity that he founded and those earnings accumulated to what Father Giganti's will estimates is about $7 million. In the past when asked about his wealth, he shrugged quote, I didn't take a vow of poverty, he said in a profile in 1981. People think I don't get paid and I'm a saint for doing it. That's their problem. Father Giganti may not have been a gangster. He certainly was not lacking in any of his brother's hubris. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. By now, some of you have no doubt noticed that these local commentaries have been 40 to 50 seconds shorter than they usually are. That's no reflection on my lack of willingness to fill three minutes of commentary, but uh, there was some rejigging of some of the spots that needed to be scheduled because I was off or something. I don't know. And uh, I was asked to shorten them today. Hopefully, they'll be back to their normal length tomorrow. Obviously, we just had Christmas, and there's one thing. New York City 
Tennessee is such a great Christmas town. We have the Rockefeller Christmas tree, all these other great Christmas attractions. There's one thing that New York City is lacking when it comes to Christmas. There's all sorts of communities in New Jersey and around the country that engage in this. And we've never had this in New York City as far as I know. And it's something I'd absolutely love to see, at least in my hometown of Staten Island, where I think this would be a big hit. And that is the tradition of a Christmas parade. We have parades for everything in New York. Every day is a different ethnic group that is celebrating some sort of a parade. And I think that's great. But why don't we have a Christmas parade? Wouldn't it be nice to see uh, elves and marching bands and great Christmas decorations? I think it would really serve to put New Yorkers in a great holiday spirit. In Patterson, New Jersey, for instance, they have a terrific Christmas parade that's run by Muslim volunteers. In Mount Holly, in Burlington County, New Jersey, they have a terrific Christmas parade. In Mount Laurel, New Jersey, they have a great Christmas parade. Why in the five boroughs of New York City, at least as far as I know, maybe I'm missing something, why do we not have a grand, stylish, ornate, old-fashioned Christmas parade? If I ever become borough president of Staten Island, that is going to be number one on my agenda. Beam me up! To be continued. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.